Hey, I'm Danny Heifetz, host of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Me, Danny Kelly, and Craig Horlbeck are coming to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday before this NFL season so you can crush your draft and win your league, or at least make sure you don't come in last place and have to do your league's punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf program unlike any other. This, my birdie buddies, is Fairway Rollin'. Some golf content on FanDuel TV and on the Ringer Podcast Network. My eagle enthusiasts, my par-saving pals, I am your starter, Joe House, joined as is our way by my incomparable accomplice, our PGA Tour correspondent, Nathan Hubbard. We are ready to talk about a champion of the Tour Championship, a man who has announced his arrival on the major golf scene. It is a two-man for the Nate Dog and I, late this Sunday afternoon, the pegs are in the ground, my birdie buddies, and off we go. Nate Dog, how's your Hovland? Well, uh, we're going to playoff now, right? <laughs> what time does the playoff start? He and Xander finished even over four rounds, so we're going to a playoff, right? No? So how great is that? By the way, let's just start with that. Victor Hovland... The rare double, low net and low gross, buddy. He's he's right there for both, huh? Yeah. Well, he tied one, but how's yeah? This is why you listen to Fairway Rolling. This is why you watch the show. What did we give him? We gave we him Xander Low Gross. We gave him Rory Top Five. We gave him Xander Top Ten. We gave him Russell Henley Top Twenty. I mean, what else do you want, House? Yeah, I mean, I, I hope folks jumped on Xander every which way. There is just some kind of magical symbiosis between Xander Schauffele and Eastlake Golf Course. It's hard to imagine a kid from Southern California having this relationship with Swamp Ass Atlanta and this, you know, home of, of Bobby Jones. But there, there it is. The only thing really left to assess as it comes to that particular relationship is what will the Andrew Green renovation, restoration, whatever work he's going to do, will it change the Xander mojo, Nate Dog? That's really the only thing that's left to, to, to doubt as we look forward to next year. Uh, we got a great Jim Nance, uh, Al Michaels playing golf at Bel Air Country Club in L.A. story out of we the did. discussion of that Terrific. today on the telecast. Yes. Thank you, Nance, for getting a little loose-lipped as you move deeper into your 60s. I loved everything about that story. But House, I, I do want to ask you now, Victor graciously accepted the trophy after Monaghan was booed mercilessly <laughs> by the small crowd in attendance, mm. including Xander's dad up in the window, hanging out there like Santa was Claus coming down the chimney. Did they show him booing? I, I, I'm sure he was. I can tell I'm you. I'm sure he was. Yes. They've been pretty critical of, of all of this. But 
are you satisfied with this result? Are you satisfied with how this money has been distributed? Are you satisfied with this championship? Because but for a 23-footer on 14, this was a snoozer house. This was a snoozer. And part of the reason it was a snoozer is because Rom is playing mediocre and Scotty Scheffler was dead effing last in putting yet again. Basically, the summary of his season, a two-time winner who let eight other tournaments go. But still, this was pretty sleepy for being the ultimate conclusion of playing for the impossible. Do we like this? Is there more to do here, House? Well, there's clearly more to do, and lots of smart folks who are devoted to the game of golf. Are not um, thinking about this at Tour Headquarters. Well, Tour Headquarters answers to a different master, right? The Tour Headquarters and its corporate partners, all of whom we got to meet yesterday, Nathan. It was wonderful. The CEO of Shithead Inc., and the, and the, and the, oh, well, hopefully they can bleep that on FanDuel TV. We, it's cable. Maybe we're allowed to say that. The, uh, the CFO of Ding Dong Corp and the, uh, you know, the CLO of, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Ringling Ding Dongs, uh, LLC. I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> well, Look, that's why they, they could bring us the back nine commercial free so that I could take a nap. Uh, because there was no drama whatsoever to cut away from to go to commercial. This was the time commercials would have been great because I would have been interested in something. Maybe they could have taught me something new or different. There was no golf action to be watched. Well, no, no. Let's be fair. Xander did they put a little press on on the back nine. Come on, man. And 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 there was a tiny bit of drama. Surrounding the fact that they were two holes behind. Yes. Xander and Victor fell like a hole and a half Dragging behind. Dragging ass. We're asked in. to like pick it up a little bit, boys. It didn't seem like, you know, under threat of penalty, but well, they did no. have a little getty up in their steps such that, that yeah. I think Victor hit it into the bunker on uh, 12 because he he had to go to the bathroom in between 11 and 12, and he rushed over and hit a tee ball right into... But that really... There wasn't a, a ton of of drama because Xander tried to apply pressure, and he just couldn't quite get over the hump. It was that putt on 14 by Victor yeah. that announced, you know, I'm winning the golf tournament. I'm winning this championship. I'm taking all the money. But that's an awesome putt under those circumstances. It's yeah. genuine pressure. And he, and, he, no. and he went out and did it, right? He, no, he was not going to lose a three or four shot lead over those last couple of holes. I would have rather they leaned into Wyndham Clark in third, you know, Morikawa at the time in fourth, Rory sitting in fifth, all separated by one stroke. Guess what? Third place, fourth place, fifth place. You win five, four, three million dollars, depending on how to four, three, two, whatever it is. Like you've got real drama there a million dollar difference between how you play through the course of that. So I, I five, four and three. So I, I just, I felt like if we're going to do this house, if we're going to say because of the PGA tours, nonprofit status, we cannot put the most important guys under contract and pay them a salary. If that's the problem that we're trying to solve by distributing money, I just don't know that this is the way to do it. Or if it's going to be about money, let's lean into the money. And let's talk about the fact that Rory's birdie on 16, on 17, excuse me, was worth a million dollars. And yes, he also birdied 18, which secured it. But let's talk about the pressure or the stakes that are happening there. Forget what Rom said yesterday about how the money doesn't matter. I believe him, by the way. He's playing for glory. Well, <laughs> he shot plus four today. Let me tell you what, Adam Shank just got paid a million dollars in the tour championship more than John Rahm. If the purpose of this, and by the way, Adam Shank is a great guy, wonderful family. He did everything right. He earned it. These were the rules. He deserves it. But does Adam Shank deserve a million dollars more than John Rahm made because he shot three shots better in the tour championship? Or should we be rethinking the way that we distribute this money if the point is to counter an existential threat and to pay the most important guys the most money? Well, I do think that there is a proper balance between the meritocracy, which has always been the informing thesis of the tour. It was their best argument against live. It was what they, they tried first 
to convince their guys, please stay here. There is legacy here. There yes. is golf of significance here. You can track your performance at, in this current moment and measure it against the greats of yesteryear. And that comes from the pure meritocracy that has informed the way that we run our competitions for, for decades here on the yep. PGA Tour. That's, that's sensible. That's reasonable. And I like very much a format that lets somebody like Adam Shank go out today and go grab the money. The only instance, you, I, I, I hear your complaint, and I, I don't think it's wrong in terms of the broadcast emphasizing like the real stakes as we come down the stretch and the life-changing. We get a, like, a, like a, a smattering of it. But for Adam Shank, every hole down the back nine it was life altering, the, the, right? The, the double he had two double bogeys on the back. The double bogey on seventeen cost him a million and a half dollars. House, and we didn't talk about it. He he still collected, you know, what whatever went along with what he finished T eight or T seven. Yes, yes yeah. T eight. So he listen. He finishes roughly with one point two, one point three million dollars. Great. I'm happy for him. My argument is just if we're trying to throw money around to keep the best guys engaged right now. If you're drafting, you are now the owner of the PGA Tour or the Mark Cuban of whatever team is on the PGA Tour. Are you drafting Lucas Glover, Adam Shank, or Justin Thomas? For what? For what purpose? For your team. Like, do you want them in the league? What? The answer is Justin Thomas. Anyway, well, yes, you don't need yes. the detail on this. You understand the point. I yeah. love that the meritocracy piece of it is these guys can go grab some money. My only suggestion is maybe we're putting too much money into who gets hot over these three weeks instead of stacking it a little bit more towards who plays great over the course of the season. And then, hey, big reward in the tour championship and the 30 guys who get there all tee it up on Thursday morning, even par, and there's a big purse at the end and Adam Shank can go grab some money. That's awesome. He made it there because he had a good season. He deserved it. My point is just like, John Rahm can't be feeling great right now. Like if I'm John Rahm, if I'm Justin Thomas, if I'm Adam Scott, if I'm Hideki, I'm going some of that money, even some of the money that Victor just got, but definitely some of the money that Lucas Glover and Adam Shank went over the last two weeks, really, I made. I love this. This is, you're going full Phil. This is Phil Mickelson's argument, buddy. This is why he thinks, he thought and continues to think uh, that he had a principled basis for challenging the economic structure, the way that money is spread out on, on tour. He might have. He didn't do it with principle. He didn't well, challenge with I, I'm principle. I'm saying it, it was his, his, I believe in his head that this was one of the primary arguments for why he, he thought, you know, the, 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 the challenge was, was warranted. Yeah. And if we just sort of left it at that, well, you can get your head around it because you're making a, a, a good argument. The answer to me is the thing that looks like is staring us in the face in terms of the renovation of the business of, of professional golf which is, you know, a for-profit entity that gives guys contracts that lets yeah. the stars enjoy the 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 the, the benefits of, of being stars, being the yeah. persons that we want to see, being the 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 male professional golfers we want to see on TV, right? Yes. You heard a little bit of the discontent from Terrell Hatton last week when he thought he was out. He spoke the truth, which was quadruple points. It just doesn't look good for me. And and the what that really spoke to is in these playoff events, the first two playoff events, there are four times as many FedEx Cup points as the regular season. And Terrell Hatton's point was, I played really well during the regular season, and a couple of donkeys are going to jump me here because of the quadruple points. It doesn't feel as fair. Now, maybe not everybody feels that way. But if Rom feels the way he did, as he expressed on the podium this week, which is, look, don't talk to me about the money. Like I, I'm not out there thinking about this being a million dollar putt. Although Justin Thomas has told us in years past, he thought about it being a million dollar plus. But that's fine for Rom. There is some nobility, which is what we love about the guy, right? But then let's make this a real competition. And guess what? John Rom would not have won this week. But guess what else? Xander chasing down Victor on the back nine, and then Victor chasing down Xander on the last two holes by making birdie to take it to a playoff at Eastlake would have been great television. I wouldn't have fallen asleep, House. 
<laughs> well, yeah, sure. It, as a golf tournament, here here's your top five. You know, take away the the net strokes. Victor and Xander tied at 19 under. Wyndham Clark was solo third at 12 under. Sam Burns, mm-hmm. who we might have to have a conversation We're about. We're going to have Nate a Doug. conversation about, yes. Solo, uh, no, tied for fourth with Colin Morikawa at 10 yes. under. And Patrick, you know, I, I had a great moment. I didn't get a chance to, to tweet it. I'm sitting <laughs> with my, my child. Well, I mean, you know, sitting Here with my boy. Go. It's a nice Sunday afternoon. He goes, uh, Dad, do you, do you know Cantlay? And I go, uh, I mean, I think so. He says, can't lay a finger on these nuts. <laughs> he gave me a these nuts on Patrick Cantlay. And, well, you and, deserve and, it. In that indirect way. Now, maybe it works. Can't can't lay a finger on these nuts. Okay. Yeah. I well, mean, you can't lay in. a finger on the giant check that he just made either. What I'm for, saying to you his, is for his tie for his his his, his he tied for for sixth in, yeah. in the in the in the gross event. Yeah. House, you standard, cannot have standard Cantley performance. Look, it was, but you cannot have the final round of your tour championship be the most boring round of the year. And this was uh, it. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Yes. You did you missed yesterday then. Well, you're you're confessing that you didn't watch the Saturday because the Saturday was abysmal. I did watch it. I it, did watch it. The weather delay and there was the, a two hour know. weather delay today. <laughs> well, at least the, the the delay today, you know, just just fed into it, made for the the end occurring in prime time. I'll be interested in seeing ratings oh wise, you God. know, where where it lands. But uh, I'm not here to apologize for this this product. Don't don't misunderstand. No, but look, they're going to change it, right? And, yes. and here's the thing: we've thrown a lot of darts. You heard a lot of darts thrown on that 18th green at Monaghan today. The booze, which maybe they're just what you can't say is that over the last year the tour has not been adapting and changing and willing to listen and make concessions. And now with Eldrick Tiger Woods as the deciding vote on that player council on the, on the rules council policy board, they will make some changes to this. I believe before next year, I think they're just going to rethink how they do this. Cause I think you're right. They're going to get back the ratings. They had a 25 year old absolute stud crushing it alongside playing against some of the stud Americans who are going to make appearances, whether we want them to or not on the Ryder cup team in the next five weeks, uh, going head to head and the product just wasn't there. So I'm interested to see. And for as much as we're making fun of it, I do believe in my heart of hearts that they're listening and they're willing to make rapid uh, and successive change and iterative change. And I think we might see something because as fun as last year was like this year was a snoozer. It just wasn't interesting. Well, I, I, I think I might gently push back on, on that and we're going to take a break and come back so that we can give some flowers out to Victor Hovland properly to recognize his ascendance to the tippy top of the game. But let me give you quickly my, my pushback. I thought the elevated, designated, whatever you want to call them, events had the intended effect. Agreed. We had the best guys playing against each other yes. far more frequently. And so from that perspective, I personally regard this just completed season as as mostly a success. Agreed. Now, we 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 had it's you know just this week. Well, it's it's this vehicle. It's this Last product. Last week was awesome. This, there I, were fans in the stands pouring out in Chicago. This week it felt like it was like three guys. Like this just did not have. This had the energy of a wet house post Italian vacation fart. Whoa. Um. I can't comment on that, but I will say this: you know exactly why. It is because it is. A corporate event. It is not an event for the fans. It is not, you know, a, a vehicle to grab the attention of, of golf fans. It is a series of interviews with the CEO and the CFO and the CLO of Ding Dong Inc. And congratulations. I'm glad all those guys got to be on television and got to say their piece about how happy they are with their partnership with the, the, the tour. But as an entertainment product, which is one of the things we come back to so often here on the Fairway Rolling. It wasn't very entertaining. But let's come back and talk about a performance or two or five that were entertaining, Nate Dog. Okay, look, 
We're going to start with Victor Hovland because what yes. he did was it's unbelievable. No, unbelievable. no, it's terrifying. He is going to <laughs> kick our ass in five weeks in Rome. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Who, who, who? What do you mean our? Let, let's, let's. Your now, team I Euro think, now? No, here's what I want to say to you. What? Let's run this back. Let's see Xander and Victor yeah. over 18 holes. You're right. On Sunday. You're right. That. It That's going to be juicy, bro. We You're just right. set it up, right? It was tied. It was tied. But look, Victor, first off the tee this week, fourth in putting on Sunday, uh, the final round, which whatever, he had a huge lead. Who cares? Still, first off the tee, he was first in putting today, shoot seven under. I mean, there's just not much more you can say than no, I, I mean, Happy Jay, Jay has learned how to close. That's the problem. <laughs> Happy's Lucky. learned how to close. He says, uh, Jay Ray, this is another Justin Ray Nugget led the field in driving accuracy, which was, you know, identified as Stripe one of the key show. attributes. Tied for the field lead in green, greens and regulation. Led the field in scrambling. He is the only player in the last 30 years to win a PGA Tour event leading or co-leading the field in driving accuracy, greens hit, and scrambling. So, yes, it is tighten the rear end time if you're looking uh, here five weeks out, six weeks out at the Ryder yes. Cup and trying to, you know, four weeks out. Gosh, I mean, it, it's coming up yeah, quicker than, but than that. How crazy is it that he led the field in all those things and only tied Xander? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's it. why you got to step back and go, holy Xander. I mean, we've been sort of waiting. You knew, We knew at the beginning of the week, and this is why we talked about it, that this is his course. This is where he thrives. But Boy, was that a ballsy performance just trying to reel him in. And I think you're exactly right. I don't care. They got to sit down and put these two guys out. They got to go head to head next week or next month. In a month. We yeah. got to see it. We got to see it. And because we've been talking about we need some dogs. And and the thing that's most concerning heading into this Ryder Cup, I know we're going to get there. We got to give some flowers up. But Scheffler is supposed to be our number one by a mile on the point list. And good Lord, the putter is a huge problem. He missed a ton of putts inside five feet this week. This was a tournament he absolutely should have won. When we started this, you asked me who had the most to gain, who had the most to lose. And I felt like for Scheffler, this was a huge opportunity. This is two years in a row. He's coming at number one and let it slip. It's happened different ways. Last year, he got just reeled in by a, you know, absolutely rocketing Rory. This time it is the putter. And I don't, I don't feel comfortable with it. I feel less comfortable, I think, than he does. And that's saying like an enormous amount right now. We needed to see a few dogs rise to the surface. I think we're going to get Kepka. I think we're going to get Thomas. But boy, do I feel a lot better seeing Xander Schauffele playing like this. Yeah, let's do really quickly two minutes on who is our top dog. And by our, I mean the U.S. team. As we, as we forecast out here, we we have a, a conversation to be had about how this team's going to be rounded out. Uh, Captain Zach is going to announce his team. I believe in uh, Tuesday. on Tuesday evening we will have a podcast here on the fairway rolling, giving all the birdie buddies a reaction to that. But who would you say, having watched what you just watched out of Scotty? Now, look, I, I'll be if you're going to glass half full, Scotty, you say. It could just be this course. It just might not fit his eye. There just might be something about it. The putting performance has been horrendous at every venue. But that's it. (laughs) Like, this is a match play event in which putts are normally conceded. Are you giving Scotty Scheffler a three and a half footer right now? Under Nobody. Way. Nobody. And so this it's is... going to ratchet up the pressure and the drama because ostensibly the U.S.'s best player is never going to get conceded. Well, how about this? Did you watch Colin Morikawa putt today? <laughs> Did you watch look, him? Yeah, look know. at those numbers. Look, at, look at his, you know, Almost strokes dead last putting. 28th relative, 28th today relative to Scheffler's 30th. I mean, yeah, ugh. yeah, you're right. It wasn't, and I, and I think he finished for the tournament 23rd after shooting a 61 on the first yeah. day. Like, yes, that takes a lot of hard work to get uh, all the way into the, the bottom third of, of putting, yeah. uh, after you come out and shoot a 61, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so who are our dogs? Happy to see Wyndham Clark, who by the way, was awesome. dead last in Memphis, tied for dead last in Memphis, along with Fitzpatrick and a few others 
that I might be related to, but, the, but, uh, I'm happy to see him bounce back. He played great this week is striking the ball really well, putting it well, looks confident. I still wouldn't say he's our dog going into his first real, you know, country competition. I yeah, mean, come on. Right. So what do we got next? We got Max Homa. Feel pretty good about Max head to head. Didn't play his best this week for sure. But you know, you, you I, I'll just confess. I, I, I spread some money you around did. on some head to heads this week. One of the head to heads I played was Rory over Scotty, which was a fat okay. cash today. Even with that the was back wonderful. injury. Yeah. Well, I didn't know about the back injury when I put this in. In fact, I, I didn't know we about the back trouble. injury. You and I both, you know, when yeah. we offered up our parlay to all the birdie buddies out there. But I put Max up against Patrick Cantlay, and the odds were tremendous. Max was fetching nearly two to one in that head-to-head. And man, on that back nine, he was right there, mm. ready to, to do it, and he bogeyed 18 today. Yeah. How do you... Yeah. He hit it in the bunker and left it in the bunker, and that yeah. hurt my feelings. So yeah. Uh, yeah. He, here's the thing. It's funny. You said the two names of who our dogs are. Yeah, it's Brooks Kepka and it's Justin Thomas. That's who it is, and that's why they have to be on this team. And with all due respect to the telecast interviewing Keegan, who is delightful, love to see him with his boys again. The Hartford win was inspiring, but like Sam Burns had a better week, and Sam Burns had a better week. Sam Burns <laughs> had a better playoffs, and nobody's talking about Sam Burns right now. But that's because the team is set; it's baked. I mean, I'm going to be stunned. Absolutely stunned if it's not Thomas, if we don't get Fowler, if we don't get Kepka. And then I think, you know, I, I think probably, I mean, you tell me, are, are we are we gonna get the the Wake Forest kid? Are is are are they gonna deliver he's really the only one who could be on the on the hot seat, right? He's the one. That that's the outlier to me because he didn't really improve his position. In uh, in the playoff, over the course of the playoff, he had a good performance at uh, Olympia Fields, but not enough to push himself up. No real eye-catching performances over the last, you know, six weeks, eight weeks or so. Some decent performances, like good at the John Deere. Six under at Olympia Fields is is nothing to shake a stick at. But, you know, he, he had good major performances, not incredible. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, well, listen, not, Cam not, Young, we're talking about Cam Young. He's ninth on the Cam points. He, he's ninth on points. You got to take him. He's ahead. Of, he's ahead of Colin Morikawa. He's way ahead of Fowler, who we're just sort of assuming is in because of the ratings, I guess. And because he can hit the ball. And I, I don't know. I well, it, like, no, because of chemistry, because it matters. Yeah. The, yeah. the reason that there are six captain's picks is for chemistry purposes for building a team it's a team competition it's not just the top 12 guys in points because if that's what the 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 way they wanted to engineer it they could do that we have the rankings we know what they are but that's not and i think it's right that we have this uh ultimate discretion with you know wizened old heads yes. like you know Fred Couples and some of the others yes. Stricker and and uh, your boy Stewart Sink you know all sort of weighing in and helping helping uh, Captain Zach you know sort of uh, make an assessment and 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 Ricky played well enough I, yes I, I he think, did you know, listen I, he, I, he 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 deserves it I think the chemistry argument is what's partly going to get Thomas in is the only thing I'm saying I just look you tell me do you think would you draft Sam Burns over Cam Young right now if you were if you were king? Or, or do you think that team is locked as we just said? I might. I might do it. Yeah. I, I might do it. Um, Sam Burns has a relationship with Scotty Scheffler, and we need something. They're 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 boys, like they're boys. They're yeah. they're they have all of that history in Texas, and what you need is that this belief is a in good each argument. other. Support, this is a good right? argument. Somebody's yeah. got to pick up Scotty, who there is dragging. He looked yeah. miserable yesterday, House. I yeah. watched the telecast, and his face was as downtrodden as I've ever seen Scotty, who is a optimist, smiler, shake-it-off guy on the golf course. He was crushed, man. He needs a good birdie buddy to help him get through this tournament. That is a great argument for Sam Burns right now. Well, and, and you know, it, it is... Uh... He doesn't cover himself in glory with his performance in the President's Cup. He was 0-3-2, right? But hmm. I, I just think you, if you're 
looking for who do you pair him with? Who? Who do you who do you pair Scotty with if we're not going to get Sam Burns? Right. Yes, exactly. Maybe maybe Brooks. I think I think there's, you know, don't they have a thing? I think those two have a thing a little bit. Scotty needs an alpha. Scotty needs a, a DGAF yep. teammate. Yep. You know what well, I mean? That, he needs that's somebody. Why thought, that's why I thought maybe you put him with JT and you put okay. Ricky with Spieth or you put Spieth with him. I don't know. Maybe Spieth is yeah. too much. But I don't some know. combination I, I, of the Texas thing or an alpha. We got this is the most important pairing I think of the entire turn of uh, the entire competition. We need somebody that's going to drag Scotty along. That's the key. But I, I want to make sure that we cover Jordan Spieth. Ooh. What are we doing? What, what's going on with Jordan Spieth? Uh, we're pretty close to panicking because he was playing. <laughs> well, we're talking to the number one <laughs> Spieth truther, and yeah. you're hitting the. You're ready to hit. I, I, I'm. I'm like. If you look back at his last ten events, there are there's a bunch of missed cuts in there. It's not a great uh, performance. Really, really since Harbortown. Yeah, well, well Harbortown w- was great, and we thought he was going to come grab that one. It turned out that Matt Fitzpatrick uh, ripped it out from underneath us. Look, it felt that there. It felt at the beginning of the playoffs like there was something maybe happening. Listen, he was tied for sixth in Memphis. He's opened that that yes. tournament with a sixty three. So that was when I was like, here we go. It's coming. And we talked about Speed feeling like he was on the outside. If you remember, he was thirty first, hanging right around that tour championship cut line. He did what he had to do to get inside it. And it just it's like he ran out of gas on the weekend at Olympia Fields and he just didn't get it back. I'm a little bit less concerned about it because I loved what I saw under pressure. I think his goal was not to win the FedEx Cup because he was too far behind. I think his goal was to get to the Tour Championship and I like the focus. I just think after after those weeks he just he just let it go. So that's the glass half full. The glass half empty is, you know, what we saw this week, which was poo poo caca golf. Like I mean he he just he, it was passive. It was it was a passive participation. Passive. passive. Yeah. I mean he was down at the bottom with the guys who we knew weren't going to play well. Emiliano right. Grillo, as usual, you know, struck the ball decently well, although for the event, he actually struck it terribly. He was at least fifth <laughs> off the tee. But like, he, you know, he just he, he didn't do anything. He's just well. happy to be there. Just Taylor Moore there. had lost to Victor last week by 35 shots. No surprise <laughs> that he finished, you know, just also DFL. DFL, but just, and Jason Day, I think probably just I don't know. He, his I, season I, ran out a little gas. He was playing a lot, but well, is it, and and uh, is his wife? Did they have the baby? He's got his fifth child. Either exactly, exactly like on the way. Maybe the child was born. I I, I lost track of J- J- it. But they were was, talking yeah. about him leaving to go go yes. see the baby be born. Jay Day's not playing the Ryder Cup, obviously. No, so this no. this was not his thing. Huge so, win of a season for Jay Day. Huge win. He did at, in the same way that this was a huge win of a season for Ricky. I think they both came in here and felt like, hey, we did what we had to do. Happy to be here. We're on to the next thing. Jordan Spieth, I, I, I can be convinced that that was the case. I just feel like there wasn't a day house where you looked at his ball striking stats and went, okay, okay, it's coming. He put all right, you know, on Thursday and Friday. But boy, by the time you just get to the weekend, it's just, it's ugly. And uh, he, he, the best we can say is on Saturday, he hit it well off the tee. Other than that, this was not a great performance. And he's got a little bit to show us. The good news is he's going to get a little bit of a break here, can round it back up, get back to Dallas and and hopefully come back strong. Well, speaking of break, let's take a little break ourselves. And then I want to have a conversation with you on your gut reaction to who is the golfer of the year. All right, Nate, I want to talk about golfer of the year. And I think, I think, I think, I think it's just two golfers. I believe now we can separate out just about every other pretender. We only have two contenders. It's John Rahm and it's Victor Hovland. Mm. And I think you could make a pretty great argument for Hovland, but it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. To, to to say the guy that won the Masters, the guy that won a major this year is not the... And, and for 
four wins isn't the 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 the, the champion golfer of the year to borrow a phrase. Here's the argument for Hovland. The wins he had at Memorial and at Olympia Fields were, I think, in terms of strength of schedule, among the very tippy tops. Now, I don't, if we, if we had Justin Ray sitting here with us, I would have him pump those numbers out for us. Um, and obviously, it's going to be the case in terms of the strength of the field at the Tour Championship. The only sort of downside argument with that is um, those are both small field events. He only had to beat, you know, 49 dudes at the at Olympia Fields uh, and the BMW, and he only had to beat 29 dudes at um, the, the Tour Championship. But on the other hand, one of John Rahm's wins this year was in Hawaii at, you know, the, the Tournament of Champions, where it is all guys that won the, the previous year but it also has a little bit of a hit and giggle kind of vibe to it. It is a very chill thing until the back nine of Sunday in Hawaii with, with those guys. It did turn out to be in this particular year, important that back nine to one player named Colin Morikawa, because I posited on this show that I don't believe he ever really recovered from giving up that six stroke lead that he had going into the back nine. But so John Rahm's wins were Maui, uh, Palm Springs, and the Masters. And I don't think that Palm Springs, you're going to get in like tremendous strength of field numbers out of either one of those events. And the Tournament of Champions has, you know, a fine strength of, of field, but I don't think it's as good as the top 50 at BMW or the top 30 at the Tour Championship. It's tough to 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 not give it to the guy who won the Masters, though. The guy who the guy between the two of them that won a major this year. Now, Victor, uh, I believe, ended up having the best performance across the majors. His worst performance was 19th at the U.S. Open. He had top tens at both the Masters and at the PGA Championship, where he finished tied for second. He was seventh at the Masters. So, across, if you're if you're looking for consistency in the most important events. I think Victor has a good case. Um, but I, I just can't get over the Masters thing. So that that's that's how I would break it down. What do you think? Well, I think I'm furious with you. Okay. I, I'm furious with you for pigeonholing me into this being a two-man discussion. If you want to call the Sentry a hit and giggle, the Tour Championship is a hit and giggle. There's fewer <laughs> guys fewer guys <laughs> and it, and it's a goofier scoring situation like i can make the case that victor's last two birdies didn't matter because there was no pressure like it was an easy putt who cares okay 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 he, he knew he was going to lose it let me tell you who you are being unbelievably dismissive of and that is scotty scheffler who is going to finish this year just finished this year with the second best ball striking statistics in the history of the recorded stat that is shots gained ball striking. You are dismissing the fact that between October and the first playoff event, Scotty Scheffler never finished worse than 12th. You are dismissing the fact that, yes, at all the majors, Scotty Scheffler, he won a players. I know it's not a major. He finished 10th at the Masters. He finished tied second at the PGA Championship. He finished third at the U.S. Open. He was the number one player in the world for the most part of this season. I I think you've got to give some consideration to it. The reason that we're not talking about it as much as we are Victor is because Victor was hot for the last two weeks. I don't think Victor was even close to being in your conversation before we got to Olympia Fields for Player of the Year. Agree? Absolutely true. Absolutely right. Could not. You're you. You are a thousand percent correct. I would not have countenanced Victor. This is why these playoffs are are actually relevant to you know a a a, a and and have some significance, have some meaning, have some. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a measuring tape kind of um, opportunity at the end of of a season, and you know I I think the the I I I know your quibbles with how these these uh, groupings 
are are culled when you go from you know it used to be 125 to 70 to 30 and now it's 70 to 50 to 30 mm-hmm. i understand your your quibble with the way the points are allocated and all the sort of nonsensical machinations that they had to in, invent it's still pretty goddamn good the guys that are playing well over that stretch i i i, I do think that it's a pretty compelling uh you know product that that consists of guys that are playing their, their best um at, at this time of year like if you yes. go through that top 30 you're not like you know who who is this bum well I mean, there's may, a few may, maybe maybe the there, two guys who finished yeah. 29th and 30th i i, I can i can I, I can go along with that I, I agree that it i agree that it generally puts up good guys i think your best counterpunch to my uh little joking uh needling of you there is that the last two weeks victor chased down scotty scheffler he spotted scotty a lead at east lake scotty was beating him last week at olympia fields and victor reined him in with just an all world Sunday round of 61, right? It would have been it would have been an awesome argument to argue Scotty against John Rahm if Scotty just held serve in over the last four holes at Olympia Fields at the BMW. Yep. He yep. played awesome until the last four holes. Yep. And Victor went out and grabbed the golf tournament from him. And then he just had to hold serve at East Lake. Now I we we said this earlier in the, in the show. I do think there might be something going on with him and Eastlake. I don't think that there's it's like a, a perfect relationship. And and we what do you had see? A, we had an argument. Um, we didn't have an argument. We had a conversation. I I, I I'm not sure. I don't I don't know what it is. There, there's some aspect of it that that doesn't Just fit his doesn't eye. Doesn't fit we his eye with, in the right way. And yeah. I, we'll have to go into the numbers. I mean the 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 putting can't can't be the thing it no. is the thing that's holding him back but that's been true across across all venues yeah listen for the event he was third off the tee it was 20th on approach and that has been where he has excelled and been he, first almost all the time this year so he shot one under for the tournament right yeah and this was not this was not a difficult set of conditions with all the no. rain that we got this no, is the no. thing where if you're really striping the ball you're going at the hole in the way that Victor did and you know in the way that Xander did today. So something was off with his approach play and the answer may be that it just doesn't fit his eye with with the way that the course is set up because he didn't drive the ball at the end of the day that poorly he was third. If he had uh held serve at BMW and even a credible performance at at, at this and and you know somebody other than Victor winning this then it's a fun conversation. Yeah. Um, about potential, because I do think it's fair to look at when with with Rom's four wins. It's like we're you know, uh, yes, they were four wins. Yes, it's the PGA. Yeah, but Tour. Mexico, he only beat Tony Finau, and right, right. But, but, and, but and, uh, I I do feel like the players carries more weight for me for Scotty than winning the Memorial does for Victor, especially with the struggle that McCarthy had sort of coming down the stretch Okay, the Memorial, okay. the kind Fair of enough. win for me felt, felt more quality. Yeah. Um, but, but look, I, I just, we get into a little bit of recency bias with this and who cares? There's nothing really associated with player no, of the year. It's I know. the most Nobody cares. meaningless it's award in sports, I think, but. Well, I mean, it's just as we try, you know, we, we are uh, a half hour away from the, the, the season having finished and we're having a reaction to, Okay, you know, let's let's size up the season. The funny thing is to me, I have a lot more losers than winners this year. My my card is filled with more losers than winners, Nate Dog. House, that is why I think you're you're right that Scheffler at the end of the day can't be player of the year because player of the year does not give away this many tournaments. He just right. doesn't. Player of no. the year goes and grabs it. And there were times at Riviera, Rom grabbed that thing by the throat. Yes, At the Masters, yes, yes. he grabbed it by the throat. Scotty gave away tournaments left and right. Listen, he was third at the Memorial. That was a tournament he could have and probably should have won if he'd putt half decently. And we could say that about not kidding almost 10 tournaments this year. And that, at the end of the day, is why you can't give player of the year to the guy who missed a lot of game-winning shots this year. That That's, that's precisely the case. Okay, I want to make sure that we clarify something. We've been talking through John Rahm's season, and while it is the case that he was in the final group and putting his arms around Tony Finau and, you know, supporting 
Tony. John Rom did not win the Mexico Open this year. He won <laughs> no. it last year. Yes. We gave him a lot of credit for playing the Mexico Open yes. this year. He won at Riviera, which is a right. giant big boy golf course and a giant big boy strength of uh, competition, strength of field that is terrific because it's Tiger's Invitational. So I just want to make sure that all the birdie buddies, the Eagle enthusiasts, the par saving pals out there uh, understand we, as we try and, and measure out the, these things, are giving proper credence and credit for the purposes of the argument of player of, of the year. It certainly bolsters John Rahm's case to have the Riviera performance uh, as opposed to the second place or whatever, wherever he ended up in the top five. Yes. In Mexico, um, but he was he was very supportive of Top Gun Tony, which we appreciate and, and, and enjoy. So John Rahm's the player of the year, Nate Dog. That's all. Now let's let's go ahead and talk about this Ryder Cup. We know the six qualifiers. You and I seem to be in agreement around um, the next four guys, which to us, I believe, is Brooks Kepka. Yes. It's Jordan Spieth. Yes. It's Colin Morikawa. Yes. And I mean, is Ricky, Ricky the next one? Yes. Ricky's I, the I next do. One. I think so. I think yeah. so. So that's 10 people who are definitely on this team. You and, and I hold two spots. Yeah. At least two spots. Now, I believe we've talked this through enough. We've convinced each other. Uh, we don't know whether or not Captain Zach is convinced, but you and I are convinced that Justin Thomas is going to be on this team, um, which might not be fair in uh, a, a, a you know sense of performance over the course of this year, but that's kind of not the point of this competition. It's not how did guys play in, in the stroke play tournaments over the course of the year. You yeah. do want players that um, are in form, which is why you have six slots allocated to the guys that play the best. And there's a whole point system for the guys that play the best. You get in on points and then it's team building time. That's why you and I, I think are on yes. Justin Thomas. There's only one slot available then. And when we had this conversation last week, I think you convinced me that Cam Young, the young cat from Wake Forest should be the 12th, you know, over the course of the season, his performance at a couple of the majors um, was, 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 was good enough. Um, but I think revisiting it, it's a three guy conversation. Maybe um, it's Cam Young. It is the late charging Sam Burns who really made, I think a pretty damn good um, impression these last two weeks. And then Keegan, who you put on the X Twitter machine as uh, a fun question yesterday, because Keegan was right there um, in the early part of the day, threatening, um, you know, the 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 lead to 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 potentially win this golf tournament. If he won this golf tournament, you can't keep him off. No, he had, he would he would have had three uh, wins this year. He you know his two wins were the Zozo. And the Travelers, they're both pretty good. Um, and some of his numbers in some of the metrics that I think are going to end up being important are pretty good. He's like in the top three of um, accuracy from 200 yards, hmm. which I from the from the fairway, which is like, you know, I, the, the smart guys, the data analytics, the um, Justin Rays of the world and whoever it is that the U.S. team is employing in their own um, data pursuit, I imagine have up to the minute numbers and have the categories already laid out that they believe are going to be the most significant um, categories for success in Rome. Having played it last week, I think there are going to be a ton, a ton of approaches between 175 and 225 because guys need to find the fairway off the tee. And so I don't think that you're going to see a ton of, of, of bombing. There'll be risk reward in some of the team stuff. There are a couple of short par fours. Both of them have a big water hazard that's adjacent to the green. So that will sort of play however it, it plays. But I think that that category, that 175 to 225 
from the fairway, um, you know, approach is going to be pretty important. And Keegan Bradley scores pretty well in that, but um, we'll see how the, the 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 number crunching goes. We out of those three names, I, you know, we had a decent conversation about Sam Burns as a as a Scotty whisperer, yeah, potentially. Who 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 would be your pick? Well, you just said approaches from 175 to 200 yards is what's going to matter. Do you know who's sixth on that list, House? Sam Burns? Lucas Glover. Oh. You know yeah, who's eighth Lucas on that Glover's list? Was ball striking. Who? Yeah. Cam Young. Yeah. So, uh, look, is that is that what it's going to come down to? I don't know. But I, I think of the guys who are out right now, boy... It, <laughs> There's not going to be anybody more passionate overtly about this than Keegan. I can tell yep. you that. And it may be that we need a little bit more spice given you're coming in with Scheffler and then a probably more reserved. Wyndham can get spicy, but he's not going to go lead it being his first time around. I don't expect to see that from Brian Harmon either based on the way we saw him close out. So then you're leaning on a guy like Max to bring the fire. You're leaning on a guy like Brooks like like Justin Thomas, I, you know, I, I don't I don't hate putting Keegan in, um, but I think in terms of it, that pick, probably given the rest of the team, you've got to go to who is playing the best golf right now, and if you're asking that question, it's Sam Burns. So I think um, the Keegan thing is is interesting because you have to make a decision between. Team building over the next 10 years, yeah. which would absolutely positively have you choose Cam Young because yeah. you want him getting as much seasoning as possible. And, you know, the the you want to win every one of these, but you know, this this is um one of those, it's gonna be a European like classic when you see when you see this golf course and the way that it plays mm. and the way that they've set this thing up. Like mm. as soon as you're off the fairway, you're in rough and and it's I mean it's hard. It's a good thing they'll have people out there spotting the golf balls going into this rough. You could have used a few of those having played it. Two weeks I, I ago. should not have been out there playing by myself. I will say that much. <laughs> but the, the thing that came out of all of the extended time we had with Keegan Bradley this week because well, of yeah. the rain delays, he is, doesn't know these he, guys. Well, but he has an EQ, right? He, he's yes. he's got some emotional intelligence where he is doing some mentoring of a, of a kind, right? He is like trying to, I, so you I think his interview was, with Amanda was more positioning himself as the sort of godfather of the locker room instead of I'm a generation removed from these guys. And I wish that I'd been buddies with Furyk and tiger and VJ, which were sort of my generation. Interesting. I thought he was maybe talking himself out of the team because it sort of sounded like he felt he was totally disconnected, but you think he was positioning himself as the sage wise old owl in the locker room. And the, and, and the guy who can say, look, I was there for the meltdown and here is what happened and here's how we av avoid it. And he's a touchstone, right? He's a, he's a stabilizing because he, he's a fighter, right? We, we know that ab yes. about him. He, yes. he, he's a, he's a battle. He's got that, yes. that new England, he's going to you know, gnash his teeth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was going to use some curse words, um, but I remembered we're on, we're on the television. I need to find out what the rules are about dropping various bombs on, on, on the FanDuel TV. Um, but I will say, I do love his battle instinct. I don't worry about him showing up with the right like energy to go compete. He's not going to be cowed. He's not going to be intimidated. He's not going to be afraid of the moment. I just don't know if he's good enough. Because homie well, shot, what did he shoot today? 74? Yeah. 70. It, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the best Keegan uh, uh, showing of all time. Yeah, he was three over, so seventy three. But seventy three. The, the, the house, you've made really compelling cases actually right now. At the end of the day, it's Sam Burns seems to be the hottest player and the guy who can pick up Scotty, who we've determined definitely is going to need a pick me up based on based on the way he's been putting. You've made a super compelling case for Keegan as the sage uh you know player whisperer who can connect the generations and 
you know, has Michael Jordan's cell phone number. Okay, very interesting. Who, who else? I mean, Thomas is the bulldog, but we, we've assumed Thomas is on. Do, do you put any credence to Glover or did that just, that, that shooting star ran out after two weeks? It was a nice story and you can't put him in. He, he's, he, he had a life-altering experience over okay. this last month. Awesome. Okay. Good for him and his family. It's, okay. it's tremendous. But the Ryder Cup is an entirely different animal. It has nothing to do with this last m- month in terms of, you know, what guys catch uh, uh, lightning in the bottle and, 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 and get h- hot at, at, at the right moment. Um, and, and I'm not saying that as, as a means of disqualifying Sam no. Burns because Sam Burns won the match play. He sure. won the event that is head-to-head matches yes. over several days. So that's, that's pretty good. Now, yeah. again, do you know how many is, wins Cam Young had this year? None. I do know none. how many. And none. So, none wins. And, and none wins. And right. Cam Young is 26. Sam Burns is a little older, but like he's not uh, he's not uh, the Keegan Bradley generation. So it sort of throws out the, well, we should put the young guy of the next generation on the team. I think you could make that argument for Sam Burns. So then you come back and say, well, w- what's the argument again for Cam Young? I think his season probably warrants it overall. You'd say he had five top 10s. He made 19 cuts. He had nine top 25s. You know, he performs as usual in some of the... Listen, he lost to Sam Burns in that match play event. So right. he, was, he was second head to head. Yes. But look, he, he got cut from the PGA. He was 32nd at the US Open. Yes, a good performance T7 at the Masters. Yes, a good performance again two years in a row at the Open T8. So there's there's some some sense that maybe he was on the rise having gone T6 at John Deere, T8 at the Open. Uh, he cut in Minneapolis fine, but then 31st at FedEx in Memphis and T15 in BMW. But he wasn't exactly setting the world on fire. If I'm Zach Johnson, I'm sitting back right now and saying, these are probably the two guys I've got to pick between if I'm making the young generation argument. And it starts to fall apart a little bit if what you really are looking for is somebody to plug a hole towards the back of the lineup. And the question is, who's playing the best right now? I think the answer is Sam Burns. Well, the fun thing will be, and we'll have some opportunity to, to sort of dive into this between now and Tuesday when we come back with our immediate reaction here on Fairway Rolling to the the announced assembled U.S. squad, there will be some of the information that that I'm I my own self you know I'm I'm interested in trying to uh, grab. It's the conversation around some of these subcategories, some of these data elements, like over the course of the year, you know, under these kinds of conditions, yeah, you know, it's fairway accuracy, it's accuracy on approach from certain yardages. It's, you know, there is a lot of like sort of elevation change at this. You think that's how he's going to make the decision between these guys? Only if it tips one way or the other in a a dramatic manner. And I don't know the answer to that right now. I know. Listen, 30,000 feet. Sam Burns had five top tens this year and a win. And a win. So you're going to have to dial into a little bit more depth around the statistics, I guess, because I think when you put their seasons head to head in the majors, you might say that Cam had a better season because of the Open and because of the Masters versus, you know, I mean, Burns got cut at PGA too, but it's, they both, they both finished the same at BMW. So it, it was just that Burns kept going and played, played a little bit tougher coming through. So. And then, and and just finished fourth in 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 the in the gross play of of this yes. golf tournament here yep. in East Lake. So yep. that you know, it's more of a decision for ZJ than I think we understood. It just would be I, a pretty big deal to leave the guy who's eighth in points off this thing. Ninth well, in points. Yeah, it's got somebody got to go, and we will know come Tuesday, Nate Dog. As always, my birdie buddies, my par-saving pals, my eagle enthusiasts, thank you for joining us here on FanDuel TV and on the Fairway Rolling Podcast. We're back Tuesday. We have a tour champion. It's Victor Hovland. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's he's got a very bright future ahead of him. Uh, Unfortunately, we are going to see him opposing the United States squad. I actually am kind of looking forward to it. I can't wait to see Xander 
and 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 Victor Hovland run it back again. But my friends, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to our producer Eduardo Ocampo. Thank you, thank you to everybody on the Ringer and FanDuel TV teams for pulling this thing together and making us look. I mean, not good. We look how we look, but. Thanks to everybody for doing their best to make us look as good as we can. And we'll be back Tuesday with immediate reaction to the Ryder Cup announcements. Until then, go play a little golf. It's the end of summer. Get it in before Labor Day. And please, let's hit it straight out there. Mm-hmm.